0: I'm your host, Lacey Ramsey. And I'm your host, Alex Brennan. We are a podcast for the strange and unusual. Every other Friday, we release an episode where one of your hosts teaches the other about a topic or event that we find to be strange or unusual. On Monday, before the episode is released, we post our custom-themed cocktail recipe so you have time to get the ingredients and drink along with us. So sit back and relax. It's time for Crackpot Cocktail Hour. We like to romanticize the wild, raw, majestic beauty of nature. But when you take a closer look, nature is really just a giant fuck fest. That beautiful bird chirping? It's a mating call. That pretty little bird is trying to get laid. And why does the peacock have such beautiful feathers? To attract females. Because he's trying to get laid. From Oliver Marcus. The butthole's tight. (laughs) Tight butthole. Oh, I'm not even going to edit that out. Okay, the mics work. (laughs) Um, Well, welcome to our Valentine's Day episode. (laughs) (laughs) We are uh, a little broken. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We are more broken than usual. Usually we're a little broken. I'd say we are moderately to severely broken right now. Yeah, usually it's tolerable breakage. uh. Yeah. Yeah, right now we're in Lacey's living room instead of our studio, laying on the sofa. Each with a (laughs) configuration of pillows around us so as to support our pained bodies. So I texted Lacey before this episode and said, this is going to be a weird ask, but can we move to the living room because I am pretty much immobile i am in so much pain and she was like yeah absolutely and i came here and she had all these pillows configured she gave me what she calls the noodle which is the maternity (laughs) pillow that i'm using right now i'm not pregnant i just like the pillows you know what i've been looking at one for myself anyway so (laughs) i just wanted our listeners to know that before we tuck into this cocktail (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah uh what are we talking about this week uh we are talking about the weird ways that animals mate Uh, You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. There's a lot of like music that has inspired this episode or like kept me going. There's a song I listened to on repeat while I was researching that I want to reference and we can link to like a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. It's like an updated let's fall in love. Uh, so it's Excellent. like, yeah, birds do it, bees do it, but it's like, uh, kind of an edgier version by the band Mother Mother, and it's incredible and very topical, and so, like, while I was researching, I'd have, like, that on, on repeat in the background. <laughs> I think, like, uh, most nerdy alt girls, every time I hear this song, Let's Fall in Love, I always think about that scene in Tank Girl, and I just cannot unsee it in my mind. I don't think I've seen Tank You've Girl. You've never seen Tank Girl? What kind of a nerd are you? Uh, I'm a pretender. I married into nerddom. Uh, <laughs> I, I was a, like, a real nerd, and then I learned how to like pretend to be an extrovert. So the <laughs> so, uh, thing you need to know about Tank Girl, a uh, couple things. Number one, stars Lori, uh, Lori Petty. Number two, the movie is Terrible but a cult phenomena. It's also one of the very first movies that Naomi Watts is in. Oh, that's cool. I love it. So it's like her. very early in her career. And the artist from the comic book, uh, Tank Girl, actually is the artist of Gorillas the Band. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. You need to be this level of nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still aspiring. I'm uh, apprenticing your dumb here, Alice. <laughs> the thing is like Tank Girl, it's, it's a terrible movie. It just, it makes absolutely no sense from start to finish. And it's one of those things where it's so chaotic and so crazy, it somehow, like, crosses into genuinely beloved by its audience. Ah, like uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Kind of, yeah. I like to think of it more like Army of Darkness, where it's just so fucking crazy. I I did enjoy Army of Darkness. I didn't think I would but I did because yeah. you got to just eventually surrender to it like you can, yeah. you can be mad about how bad it is but it's not gonna like make you enjoy it anymore exactly it's up there with like army of darkness as a okay. cult film all right so do you want to do you want to taste this cocktail and then I'll tell tell you what it is well I need anything to take away the pain so absolutely yeah. <laughs> cheers <laughs> I gave you the glass that's in the picture. It's an absinthe glass. I'm, I'm looking for more glassware. I need to hit up <laughs> some thrift stores so I could find some more cups, but it'll this do. This looks delicious. It tastes delicious, but it also tastes alcoholic. Mm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, Yay! I guess I'm on the right podcast So uh, I knew when I chose this topic that I wanted to do a variation of Sex on the Beach For a custom cocktail and mocktail A classic Sex on the Beach is vodka, peach liqueur, orange juice, and cranberry juice I swapped out the peach for apricot Because Uh, we're going to be talking about apes apes. (laughs) (laughs) And the orange juice has been changed to something both more tropical And more topical Passion fruit oh <laughs> and now i just hear Vanga boys in my head going i want to have sex on the beach see the only Vanga boys song i know is the six flags commercial <laughs> song <laughs> the venga bus is coming yeah
1: <laughs> Germany, <laughs> October, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, yeah yeah uh so you're drinking birds and bees on the beach gonna <laughs> <laughs> tell you all about the birds and the bees it is one part vodka it's actually just one part across the board so uh A traditional sex in the beach, you nerf the peach liqueur a little bit by cutting it down to half, but look, we're both in pain. It tastes really good. I think this is what we need right now. (laughs) So it's one part each of vodka, apricot, brandy. Uh, They usually don't... It's harder to find apricot liqueur than it is to find apricot brandy. So for whatever reason, that's what it is. Uh, Passion fruit juice and a part of cranberry juice. Um, Both of those are cocktail. I couldn't find just regular on short notice of... um, cranberry juice and passion fruit by the time i figured out what i wanted to do fairness and then the mocktail version is 1.5 part 1.5 parts of all of these things so it's just kind of to make up for the fact that one of the parts is taken out and you do passion fruit juice cranberry juice and 1.5 part apricot syrup or apricot nectar there's a company called amaretti that sells apricot syrup and there's a company called yoga that sells apricot nectar so if you're looking for something like that um that's where to look i know right now we are definitely not having summer feelings with all this stormy weather that we've been having in seattle but i actually think uh like that your light tanya and like a couple of like your really f- fruity drinks would be really great if you did like a picnic or something like over the summer like a barbecue at someone's house i appreciate that yeah i was pretty pleased when this came together i like tasted it i always make like micro versions while i'm trying to taste them because i don't want to make like full cocktails, and then be like on the fourth one, and be like, "This drink's great," and it's like terrible. I just don't have any judgment yeah. anymore. When <laughs> you just don't even taste the alcohol anymore, you're just like anything. Yeah, and you're like, "Lazy, you're serving me a bottle of vodka. It's half finished. What are you, what are you doing?" Uh, so Lazy, I see this is just a bottle of Everclear. You're not even on vodka anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, then we'll know it's time to uh, take a break from the podcast. Uh, but I make a little micro version. So instead of doing like a shot, I'll do like a teaspoon, and those will be my parts. Like while I'm. Measuring them out and the like I had a suspicion that this one would taste well, right like with what I was thinking of and the first time I tried it I like literally cheered to myself and danced around the kitchen. It was like fuck yeah this is awesome. <laughs> like fucking crushed it. Yeah. Nailed uh, I'm, it. I'm excited now because I uh, know how to order passion fruit juice on Amazon Fresh. That's a life skill. <laughs> Yay! Well, you were the official bartender at the bachelorette party we were at recently. That's right. Uh, I think we mentioned in our last episode that our recording schedule was a little off. We were recording on a day we didn't usually yeah. uh, to accommodate the bachelorette party. <laughs> that was a great bachelorette party. Yeah, well, it was a weekend-long affair. It was a lot of energy, <laughs> and it was super fun. I was prepared to feel anxious and ostracized, like mm-hmm. all those middle school feelings that we had talked about. It recently. ended up being like a really 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 good night um two nights yeah yeah two nights <laughs> jesus you were our bartender he so. brought that up to me yesterday he was like that way i just want to tell you again how much i enjoyed the signage that you made for your friend's <laughs> bachelorette party and calling something flannelberry mule was like really thoughtful and i was like thanks babe you were good drinks." Oh, sweet i had flannelberry, which is strawberry and forest green apple for mm-hmm. the variations on the mules was fun. We almost lost a bridesmaid the first night, but... Good grief. She really rallied. She... And... Trooper. I was impressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was really impressed. Same. That's endurance. <laughs> yes. Uh, Heath did have to hose off the side of the car, though, before he picked us up. Okay, so I think enough of segue on bachelorette parties. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so today, as we go through our discussion on the weird ways that animals mate... I would like us to also be thinking about ways that human, romantic, and sexual relationships compare and contrast. It's mostly going to be contrasting, but I think if we uh, use our imaginations to think about what it might be like for actual humans, (laughs) it would uh, maybe be useful. So that's part of my hope. (laughs) And uh, since this is Lacey's episode, uh, the only research I have done related to this is I rewatched The Lion King recently and saw Nala give Simba bedroom eyes. (laughs) She's not lying, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also have a song. Uh, I wrote two different uh, variations on the chorus of a very popular hip-hop song that I will sing to you. I would like for you to join in on the parts that you know. Okay. They will be at the end of the chorus, and I will point to you. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. I was giddy when I finished writing these. I wrote one and then the next day another one came to me, so I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it all. <laughs> you did text me your progress at one point. I did. <laughs> all right, it starts out. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about snakes and bees. Let's talk about all the duck rape, praying mantids, and giraffe. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> And the second variation starts the same way. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about horses. Let's talk about all the gangbangs, clits, and sex changing by monkeys. Let's talk about sex. All right, all right. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. So what are we talking about? I think it's sex. But before we jump right in. We're women. Let's get warmed up and talk a little bit about courtship and foreplay. (laughs) You need to warm it up first. Yeah, uh You had to preheat before you put the bun in the oven. One thing I learned from youth group- (laughs) Jesus Christ. Is that men are like microwaves and women are like crock pots. One, you can instantly turn on and it's ready to go. One takes a little bit of warming up. Yeah, but once it's warmed up, you can use it all day long. So accurate metaphor. Yeah, microwave's only good for one good zap. And even then, it's cold in the middle. <laughs> the metaphors are already happening, and I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> All right, regarding courtship, the first animal I want to, the animal I wanted to start talking about are birds of paradise. Okay. Male birds of paradise perform a mating dance that they inherit from their fathers and spend their lives practicing. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. A little baby birdie being like, I want to fuck in this. So instead of, I got it from my mama, these birds got it from their daddy. <laughs> Birdies out there like, I want to get ready for prom night. Uh, prior to the performance, the males actually tidy up the area where they plan to dance. Okay, well that's a difference right away. Right? And if no female is watching, the bird will call out for one to come and watch. So if he's all ready to dance and no one's there, they'll like make up the sound like, hey, hey, come on birds. Come, come Bitch. watch Bitch, Bitch, come over here. The females watch from above. As the males push their feathers up and they form like a sort of skirt, sometimes it's a skirt, sometimes it's like a headdress looking thing around their head. Depends on the kind of bird where Mm they like put their feathers, basically. Uh, Watching the BBC Earth video on YouTube titled Bird of Paradise Courtship Spectacle, which we'll link to, uh, you can see that some of the birds whip their hair back and forth. (laughs) Well, their heads, since they don't have hair. And some birds just sort of bounce around or flap their wings around. Some make clicking noises during the dance, and I recommend watching the video. Again, we'll put it on our website, CrockpotCocktailHour.com. Just click on the episodes link and click on the link for this episode, and all of the videos that I talk about today are going to be linked on there. I've got an extensive resources list to send Alex after this. You will have a a never-ending amount of animal pornography. The Discovery Channel is going to come for us and sue us. Never-ending porno! animals so it's fun. Oh, I don't want to know how Falcor fucks. <laughs> well, too bad, because that's page four. <laughs> Damn it, not the luck dragons. <laughs> All right, so I have a video for us. We're gonna watch and discuss. Uh, I assume we'll edit us out, like, yep. actually watching the video. I-, but... I can edit in, uh, audio. Okay, cool. When I'm being fancy. This is where the angler bird is. Look <laughs> at little feather. What is <laughs> the bird's Are you twerking? Them? Okay, so uh, male birds are just fucking dramatic and thirsty as hell. I love it. Look at that. Oh my god, the dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are just like a ball of feathers flooping around. It's so dramatic. This is like going back and forth. It's like a Shakespearean drama. Oh my god. Yeah, you oh, show them. I love it. It looks like sequins. I see what this is kind of making me think of. Uh, I've heard that geisha dances, like every movement, like everything that they do is actually supposed to be part of the story's oh. intention. And so these birds are dancing like geishas. So they're communicating their intention to fuck. <laughs> well, so what geishas do? <laughs> I think it depends who you ask. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, show me that ass. Oh. Yeah. Back it up. Yeah, look. Back it in. Look what look Let me what begin. Can do yeah, yeah, look at this. Oh, oh, I got a blue line. Look at this, look, look at this. my blue line. Do you like it? Looks like I got giant lips. Okay. Giant lips and tiny eyes. Baby likes giant lips and tiny eyes. <laughs> I won't eat you. That's going to be a no from me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no one's watching. Hey, come on. Oh, he got rejected. God, I don't want to fuck oh. you anyway right? I heard she's a bitch. <laughs> Schrodinger's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's, that's the first one. I, I can move the laptop too, so you don't have to keep moving back and forth. Oh, I can. I, know you're, um... I can get nice and close. All sit right. to around too, to comfortable. Me, as long as I have, mostly if I have my knees up and if I need to lay down, I will. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let me know. I've got, kind of, as I said, pillows <laughs> <floor. laughs> Uh All right. I, I'll come back to the So, what did you think about uh, the birds of paradise (laughs) mating dance? (laughs) Um, I think birds are very dramatic. I know that, for example, with peacocks, peahens look normal, and peacocks are like, look at my big ass! Yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh, it's very different for birds than it is for humans. Right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like the opposite, like, we're kind of the opposite. Like, not that men can't take care of themselves and be showy, but, like, along gender lines, I think women are encouraged to, like, be more, like... Look at all the eyes on my ass! Yeah, we are much more... We're more about visual when we're going out and looking for some. Mm. But guys are definitely much more audible. You think? Well, do you remember the night that we went to Aussies? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> The one where I think you called him Mark kept hitting on you? Oh, God, yeah. He made me, First off, he asked me to guess what his name is, which, nope, come on. You're going to come up to me and ask me to start doing work? I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm not yeah. interested in you, random dude. <laughs> just start naming off, like, historical villains and just confuse the fuck oh, out of that's them. that's a great idea. That's next time. Next time. Just be time. like, Brutus? Iago. <laughs> Am I getting close? Ivan. <laughs> or just, like, pretend to mistake him for a celebrity. John Mulaney, is that you? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you're Jamie Kennedy. I loved you on The X Factor. I love you I love you <laughs> no, what you do is you just act like you're on candid camera or like you're on puncture. And you're like, Are, am I being punk, Ashton? Ashton, this is a joke, right? <laughs> Yeah, so what night oh, he's The Mark guy, yeah. Yeah, the Mark guy, yeah. Yeah, I do remember him. That was right? the night I also uh, told a guy who told me I smelled good. I told him that's because I'm a succubus, and that's the scent I used to allure my prey before I killed them. That was a good night. Oh yeah, that was a guy who uh, walked up to me and apropos of nothing, told me that he didn't like women in high-waisted pants. And yeah. I told him that I had a friend who uh, I don't talk to much anymore, but who I still like and respect who uh, I didn't tell him all that, but I'm just contacts context for the podcast. Uh, I told him that I have a friend who uh, has a pair of high-waisted shorts and she called them her Miss Andrist shorts. And he gave me a blank look and I gave him a smile and then he <laughs> walked away. And I turned away and I was like, great talk, dude. <laughs> My favorite part was that he kept hitting on you, even though we both had our wedding rings on. <sighs> and he finally said to me, How do I get a married woman to talk to me? And I said, oh, I got this. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I will also like, he kept trying to talk to me. and And then I was like, eventually like, okay. This guy's not going to stop talking to me. Mm-hmm. Buy me a drink, then. If you're going to keep talking to me, I would like to at least get something out of this interaction. Nacho you platter. You wouldn't buy me a drink or nachos or anything. And I was like, well, bye, dude. Like, I've got no interest in courting you or being <laughs> courted by you. Look, if I'm going to sully my marital vows, you better at least feed me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good grief. If you're going to tempt me out of, like, a 12-year marriage. You've got to have more than guess my name. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark from is Aussies. that even your real name. He's always going to be Mark from Aussies. <laughs> um, uh, I do have a meme about what if men flirted like birds do that I will send to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll post that as well. Well, I did send you earlier this week the meme that I saw that said, uh, I talk to cats like women who can't, like guys who can't get a woman. Oh, like, yeah. Like, hey, baby, come over We'll fuck you. I don't want to pet you anyway. That oh, was so good. It's uh, like, true, true, though. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right, so along the lines of more birds... Uh, I want to call attention to the sage grouse mating dance. Uh, The male sage grouse fills sacks on his chest with air and makes a weird little whooping sound by inflating and deflating those sacks. And yes, I do have a video I'd like us to watch. Lacey, whooping cough is no joke. (laughs) Oh, this is whooping fuck. (laughs) And it is a joke because it looks like these male birds are just flopping like big old yellow titties around. I highly recommend. We're going to watch that now and I'll let you know that my search history is starting to look super weird at this point. YouTube's gonna be recommending me animals fucking for like the next year. So you could say that those female birds are looking at their tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me all the time. <laughs> Alright, don't make me watch another commercial. Each spring at dawn, these sagebrushes in western North America play host to a bird that produces a rather unusual sound. This is how I'm gonna shimmy from now on. This male sage grass is trying to attract a mate. I'm no longer gonna wear bras, he and I'm just gonna throw my tits up and down. I bottles, think it'll be effective. This is how I'm gonna let Heath know that the time is right. <laughs> Don't forget to shake your gorgeous tail feathers. <laughs> Decadent. Jesus to Christ. That oil and gas development, yeah. Did you see it got up to and 65 degrees in Antarctica? Habitat, no. The warmest temperature, temperature on record. That's icon. nuts. Y'all, yeah, save the sagebrush and the yellow titty flopping dance. <laughs> 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 you gotta protect the titties. Yeah. We've learned nothing. And the boobies, because we care about all birds. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I brought the blue foot of booby into it. That's a great, that's a great joke. Um, all right. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I, it sounds like you're inspired. That's the way you're going to walk into a room. Just tits first now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to come down the stairs. Come down the stairs. <laughs> in a tank top. No bra. And I'm just going to start, like, throwing my tits up and down until he pays attention. I can't imagine that not working. (laughs) (laughs) Can't say I haven't done it before. If it doesn't work, you gotta paint them bright yellow. Get back to me. (laughs) Alright, I'll let you know. I'll break out a highlighter or something. There you go. Uh, The next animal I want to talk about in their courtship display is the puffer fish, which I didn't even know they had a courtship display until very recently. Is that why they draw the circles? Yeah, they do. Uh, So they use their fins. To construct elaborate like crop circles at the sea floor in order to attract their mates uh the bbc earth video that we'll put on our site is so cute because it looks like the little fish is smiling the whole time that he's building the design perfect one feature of the design is that the finest sediment is naturally moved to the center of the ring as it's being built so after working on the design with almost no rest for Between a week and 10 days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The male is finally finished, and a female lays her eggs in the fine sediment at the center of the ring. Oh! The male fertilizes the eggs and then stays for six days, which is six days longer than the female sticks around for. (laughs) The nature's like the women are doing the drive-by. I like it, yeah. yeah. I, I, I vote for more of this. I did my part. Uh, scientists aren't sure why the males create these designs, whether it's to visually appeal, to call attention from afar, or just to get the fine sediment into the center. It has nothing to do with how it looks. No i hmm. sure. Interesting. So we uh, have a video to watch of that because I think it's adorable. I'm a little puffer fish. I knew they did the rings, but I didn't know that's why they did the rings. Yeah. I mean, that's God, but okay. (laughs) I love the music that they've paired with it. It's so hopeful. Mm, No. Go, little guy. He does look so happy. (laughs) It's like a dog wagging his tail. You got this. You gonna get them eggs. Do you think he charges her child support? (laughs) The little guy go! I know! He plows the sand? He's got like a little fin on the bottom that's like... It looks like a dick fin that he's using. Drag your dick fin through the sand, <laughs> be like a puffer fish! What?! Aww. Waste not want not. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> he can't rest for moment, but must work twenty-four hours a day for a week, or the current will destroy his creation. Oh my god. Literally fighting against the sands of time. <laughs> Got this little guy. The final tidy up, and his masterpiece is Out of my nest. But what does it mean? <laughs> right? It means, lay your eggs right here. <laughs> Much like dolphins going by and being like aliens. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, I think the music is excellent, too. It's like, yeah. what a great epic score. Does an as and as this? Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> like to think this podcast is as complex and perfect as the pufferfish circle. I don't just like to edit audio. I have to tell a story with nothing but what you can hear. All right, we don't have- well, we have a few more videos. <laughs> uh Yeah, I thought that was just like a heartwarming one. Adorable little pufferfish. a <laughs> sweet guy with his little smile the yeah. whole time. Now I just want to get like a giant aquarium, just large enough so he can do that with sand in an aquarium. Oh, that would be so cool. Like yeah, you need a female, too. <laughs> i am like, do your thing. How do you, like, tell what sex a pufferfish is? Though? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm supposed to be the expert, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, so rounding out our courtship category, bridging the gap between courtship and sex, is the seahorse. So these little guys and gals know that you have to connect regularly and have fun together in order to have a good relationship. So every morning, a bonded pair of seahorses will dance together Changing color as they move together, sometimes with their tails entwined. Until Heath of None, when we wake up together, we're waltzing. <laughs> oh, I don't think I can do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. I can throw my tits at him. You could probably do like an in bed macarena. Yeah. <laughs> Are you enticed yet? Uh, this dance also helps each seahorse tell how ready the other might be to mate. So when mating time comes, the female uses her ovipositor, which I think is a word that does not get enough use <laughs> to inject the male with her eggs into the male's brood pouch. Ovipositor. Ovipositor. That's the first time I've used that word in my life. Ovipositor? I barely know her. <laughs> 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 so put in his brood pouch? He does. Uh, and then 10 to 20 days later, the male seahorse is the one who gives birth. And the female is immediately ready to mate again. She's like, right. all right, we got that done. Let's keep it going. Yeah. All right, that was a good train. Let's go again. Let's go again. So we have a little video of the seahorse dance because Aww. I couldn't resist. I thought it was going to be the brute sack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like kind of gives you an overview of all yeah. of it. Did, did you just play an ad? Okay. <laughs> okay. It acted like it was kind of like in the middle. Spiny seahorse, these shy and secretive animals have an enchanting life story. Whoever does the music for these BBC One specials needs, like, an award. They probably have them. (laughs) It's like they're going for, like, a morning stroll together, like, hand in hand. Yeah, they kind of look like that happy elderly couple you'll see in the park. Yes! Where he still buys her ice cream cones. BoJack Horseman has a great um, Under the Sea episode that features a male seahorse giving birth. I recommend you watch Bojack Horseman if you're not depressed. <laughs> his most crucial role is deciding when to let them go. By the next full moon, the nutrient-rich ocean would have been warmed by the sun. He must get his timing right if his babies are to make the most of the coming bounty. Babies. <laughs> you can find videos of them like giving birth and stuff too, but I I couldn't, I couldn't put videos of every animal fucking thing on here. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was really sweet that they, like, wake up and dance together. Okay. (laughs) Hey, come here. All right. Now that our hearts have been warmed... Let's really get into the nitty-gritty of this. <laughs> okay. Is this dolphin gangbangs next? Uh, no, I actually left dolphins out because I find dolphin gangbangs a little depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and because I don't want to piss off our eventual overlords. I think dolphins are great. I have no problem with dolphins. So if any dolphins are ever listening to this, it's totally fine. You don't need to go after Lacey. Dolphins are rapists. Look. Everyone should know this. Look, they I know they are. They starve their women, so they'll fuck them. <laughs> I just yeah I didn't I didn't include it but I am aware. <laughs> they also like to hump like humans and will like come after all manner of like animals. So they're just horny assholes. I mean they're also like supposed to be like relatively close to us in intelligence. So yeah, but we we got that. We're trying to work on the rape thing, okay? At least yeah. we mostly know the rape thing. How do you that? know there's not like a. Uh, dolphin, like, Me Too movement going on in the ocean right now. We have no idea That's what true. that translates to. Well, I haven't seen their picket signs, okay, Lacey? <laughs> and we wouldn't know them if we did. That's true. We can't read the kelp and algae. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually heard heard that uh, dolphins do have names for each other. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, I think they are like definitely one of the smartest creatures on Earth. yeah um, but not they're safe. rapists. Yeah. Uh, well, we are going to talk about a rapist animal at some point, so don't be upset. We will get to animal rap. Eat dolphins save tuna. <laughs> I don't. In- I don't endorse that message, dolphins. <laughs> uh, all right. So the first animal I want to talk about. I did not include a video of this one. It's one we're all familiar with. It's praying mantis. <laughs> eat it. Eat the head. Yeah, you can Google it. You can find all manner of videos. I uh, I know my limits with watching gross shit, and <laughs> I, I had a limit for this episode. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so for sure you can find it. Um, I didn't know that mantids ate hummingbirds. I learned that. Uh, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, we have the hummingbird feeder out there because you saw a hummingbird outside mm-hmm. our window. Now now I've been like, I'd be on the lookout come spring and be watching for some mantids. Oh, I saw uh, a prey mantis when I was in Las Vegas back in October and I was so enchanted by it because I just think they were just the coolest looking thing. Yeah, they are. And now I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> Um, I also learned that mantis is the name of an animal genus, whereas mantid refers to all of the insects of the type mantid. So it's like a taxon- taxonomic classification issue as far as language. I'm going to just use them interchangeably because I don't think it's like a meaningful difference, but I just wanted mm-hmm. people to know there is a difference. It, it's a thing. I'm just kind of disregarding that for ease of language. She studied the roots of all the binomial nomenclature. I looked up the entomology etymology. <laughs> how many more latin root words can we use <laughs> the night is young <laughs> and the mantids are hungry <laughs> um, so I, le- I learned about that uh anyway let's get to the sex stuff uh <laughs> the male mantis is drawn to the female by her pheromones like with a lot of animals uh according to sydney Brannick, who is a mantis expert at the cleveland museum of natural history quote first of all First of all, <laughs> first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I've got to do this. In do it, kind of do voice. it in like a valley girl voice. Okay. First of all, uh, no disrespect, Sydney Brannick This is just for fun. First of all, <laughs> not all praying mantis species cannibalize their mates. Mm, you tell them, girl. Maybe if the female is starving or if the male irritates her, she might engage in that behavior, but they don't always do it. You know what? If a male irritates me, I'm going to use my teeth. Honestly, same. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him more. Uh, no, so, just getting that out there, I really thought that was like all praying mantises and mantid species, and like that was just the yeah, thing. I thought they that all was just did all the standard the practice. So, hashtag not all mantids. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start the mantis movement tonight. Uh, so, yeah, not even all of them. Even sometimes eat their mates, and the ones that do, it only happens between thirteen and twenty eight percent of the time. Oh, wow, that is significantly less than what I thought. It has been vastly overstated, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, not every mantis every time. <laughs> like a pimp name slip <laughs> Not all mantises. Uh, the bonus to consuming one's mate is that, I mean, other than the obvious, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. The bonus to consuming, <laughs> to consuming your mate is that female mantids who do so tend to lay twice as many eggs as those who don't. So, uh, although the male doesn't have a chan- another chance after that to pass on his DNA because he's d- dead, well, yeah. uh, his DNA might actually have a higher chance of being passed on. So oh. if it's like an end of life thing, it might make more sense. So he... for the good of the species, kill all the men. <laughs> <laughs> not all men, Alex. <laughs> all right. All right. Just, you have to earn your place in society. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. Breeder farms. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting because I was like, well, why eat them? But there's there's a reason, and it's sometimes that you're hungry and sometimes that you're mad. I just really needed a snack. <laughs> right? Uh, so I think a lot of us are familiar with, like, seahorses being pregnant and praying mantids. But do we know some of the weird shit about hyenas? <sighs> I do. Yeah. I do know some of the weird shit about hyenas. Oh, tell me some of the weird shit about hyenas. Like the fake penis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They refer to it as the pseudo penis. Yes, the because of course they do. Because it can't just be a giant clitoris. If it's that big, it's gotta be a pseudo penis. And aren't the females bigger? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they are like it's like a dominance display, and they like the females will actually like. They can get erections at will, and they will get an erection and allow like some a uh, superior female to inspect it. So it's as like a show of submission. Oh, Isn't that interesting? okay. Like the other chick is like, yeah, this is one good looking dick over here. Wink. Like I, I approve this dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Von Moscato, and this I approve this. Dick. Is, this is a dick with a future. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, a pseudo dick, a giant <laughs> clit. <laughs> I'm just like, why does everything have to refer to the penis? But I had to just say. (laughs) (laughs) This clit is going places. And I also learned in order to mate, the male has to insert his penis into the female pseudo-penis. Yeah. So not only do the tips kiss. Oh, the tips (laughs) like French kiss. The tips are like sucking tongues. Oh, so after that, we're gonna keep on going with the lady-focused theme. I wonder if that just feels like a fleshlight to them. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, probably, like, I can't imagine it feels bad. Yeah, well, I mean, like, a a vagina is just like a tunnel that they stick it in anyway. It's just more like that is (laughs) protruded vagina. Oh, I think we found our valentines. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. A vagina is just a tunnel anyways. You hear it in here, folks. <laughs> uh, so another uh, kind of female-centric species are uh, honeybees, according to Orkin.com. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I like that you <laughs> went to pest control. Go on. I assume, you know, I assume it's, like, well-researched. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when a new queen is flying to a new hive, where male bees are waiting, she will mate with several males on the way there in the air. It's called a mating flight. <laughs> I call it a fuck flight. <laughs> I think I was on one of those. It was Air France. He's <laughs> very chic. They pronounce it Le Fuck Flight. Yeah. <laughs> Daphne approves. <laughs> uh, so mm. this mid-air thing where they're... In the middle of the air, the male mounts the queen, inserts his endophallus, which I guess is... External penis? Outside penis, uh, as opposed to the inside penis. (laughs) It's probably, like, the external structure of it. Okay, I mean, Uh, I think we all have a little dick inside of all of us. Would you like some? (laughs) (laughs) Inserts his endophallus, ejaculates, and pulls away, you know. Like you do. Like sex. It's literally a flyby. But in pulling away, more often than not, the male bee leaves his bee dick inside the female. <laughs> he breaks that dick off inside her. He do. <laughs> Where it actually tears away from his body. And he will quickly die from wounds related to this. Well, yes. As it frequently will rip his whole abdomen apart, the ripping off of his dick. Do we have a video for this? Uh, we don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I did not think to look that one up. I felt like I had done so many videos at this point. You can probably Google it. <laughs> uh, so even Mac if he Pops, does, if I can find it. I'll put it on the website. Yeah, Please do. Uh, even if he does survive somehow, the male bee is ejected from his hive since he's already served his purpose. So like either way, he's going to die because he's not going to have community. So like he's done his job. He's you dick out. down. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just food for thought. <laughs> you get one fuck. Uh, queen bees mate early in life and they only get one mating flight. Like, so that's it. It's just like one fuck flight. You, you're born, you're gangbanged, you go be queen in then hive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they actually store sperm in their bodies and they use it to fertilize their eggs throughout their lifetimes. Uh That's one hell of a fuck flight. Yeah, I know, right? Something else I thought was really interesting is that queens can actually control the sex of their offspring. Interesting! Right? So if the queen chooses to lay an unfertilized egg, it becomes a male drone. And if fertilized, it develops into a female, which is either a worker or, in our cases, another queen. Uh, though female workers don't mate, they can still lay unfertilized eggs, which become male drones. Interesting. So the queen is actually in charge of giving, like, getting the hive population balance right between workers, drones, and a, eventually a new queen. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of stored sperm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really neat that like there's actually like a process of like being able to determine which is which. I'm just imagining her like running the numbers through her head while she's being fucked midair, right. and then she's like, okay, so now I've got, I'm on my third fucking. Okay, so how many, how many i gonna need for the next season? What right. are we? Looking at right now. I would be curious to know, like, how like how many bees, though, like, on a mating flight. Like, what what's the average? I didn't find that number. Yeah. Orkin was less concerned about <laughs> well, I'm concerned with the number. But they should tell me about the bee deck ripping off, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted you to have the facts that matter. Yeah, yeah. Dick ripping. Um, all right, there, here's another one that I don't have a video for, but I thought was interesting. In order to find out if a female giraffe is ready to mate, the male. bumps into her (laughs) whoops yeah it's like oh excuse me i didn't see you there and that makes her pee she's like oh he did the thing i gotta do i gotta i gotta pee all right this is how this works he then tastes her pee to see if she's got the right amount of baby making hormones so instead of like peeing on a stick to see if you're pregnant you're peeing on the ground to see if you're ready to be pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And your potential partner is like, oh yeah, give me that yummy, yummy. Oh my god. (laughs) I didn't know giraffes liked it like R. Kelly. (laughs) God. Um, These female giraffes are usually of age though, so that's the big difference. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) After he finds out she's good to go, he just sort of follows her around for several days with a giant boner until, like, she stands still long enough for him to mount her. Like she's like, fine, okay, just make it quick. He sometimes licks her hind legs to try to encourage her and get her going. <laughs> just let me know when you're done. Lock up when you're done. Yeah, so he's just like, waiting for her just to like, follow her around, just be a real uh, fucking creep. Uh, <laughs> you know, foreplay stuff. Do the creep. Ah. <laughs> Uh, it's also worth noting that male giraffes seem to fuck each other for fun sometimes. It's not a dominance-establishing thing. It's, it's funny. Yeah, it just seems to be for mutual pleasure. So, there Humans you go. Humans do that, too. Even little monkeys in the trees do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, giraffes also stay pregnant for over a year. Four, oh, that sounds awful. It's 400 to 460 days. Nine months is already bad enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, from Giraffe P. <laughs> Going to move on to something... Potentially more disturbing. So, this one I do have a video of <laughs> the red sided garter snake. Oh god, what, is, what do they do? Every spring, when red sided garter snakes emerge from hibernation, each female is swarmed by males trying to mate. They form a tangled, gangbangy ball called a mating ball. Which sometimes, like, actually, will roll down hills, and we definitely have a video link for this. Um, we're gonna call it the Bang Ball. Ooh, the Bang Ball! I like the Bang Ball. The Bang Ball is coming, uh, and is running. <laughs> so if you like to slither, come on and get up in her. <laughs> this is a musical episode. You I guys. think we really missed our true calling. <laughs> <laughs> Parody songs. Yeah. All right, so. Our uh, Funkle notes. Do you need an opener? <laughs> right. If you do, call someone better. <laughs> <laughs> uh this video is titled if you're scared of snakes don't watch this which it's not like super creepy snake stuff it's just a lot of snakes mm-hmm. so this is ball. World, just snake dance oh yes. yeah they want to get all up on it willing to hold the snakes and to interact with them sometimes the adults are a little more apprehensive which i think is kind of odd I'm and it's almost like so of take off my, my top, top to layer <laughs> oh yeah them. i do not like snakes because they're a little unpredictable, and, um, uh, yeah, they're, yeah I, I, I'm doing a terrible job pretending that I like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> <All the snakes laughs> hang on. Like, Chrissy, I'm that's sorry, baby. ...in their region, and so that's how you end up with literally tens of thousands of snakes being in a sinkhole that might be the size of the average person. My favorite snake hole. <laughs> my favorite snake hole. i like to go down to the snake hole. If spaghetti, then you're looking for a oh, weird well, all the rest of them. I'll oh, never you They'll play attend, attend, where those jewels are. Uh, oh, the So You'll never catch me uh, alive. <laughs> the <laughs> <of Jai. and laughs> Lock go up, up when you're done. my god. my god. So she looks so up. uninterested she's just now like Fuck. <laughs> even though there's tremendous competition for mates the males are not fighting with each other they don't have dominance hierarchies they don't have territory she's it's like i just party. fucking woke you up oh yourself. my god <laughs> give me a minute there needs to be a meme <laughs> that, like when you just when <laughs> I you I just, just woke the up the <laughs> <predators of> the <laughs> world the dens here at Narcissus have been set up through manitoba conservation and uh, the boardwalks have been made kind of want to give him a haircut. So it's a nice place for the snake? No. With on the <laughs> he just has the worst hair. That's <laughs> no okay. snake. That's why she doesn't want to fuck 20, you. Get out of the bang ball. Save the snakes. Or it's no longer associated with the devil apartment. as much as it used to be. Uh, yeah, so that's uh bang balls bang balls yeah she did the, the female does look just like i mean not that i guess i've seen a snake look excited <laughs> but she did seem like kind of to just be passively laying there like yep this is my life i wake up for my hibernation <laughs> and then i get fucked by a bunch oh, of snakes yeah, her a snake vagina <laughs> yay me <laughs> is it is it a cloaca or because like i know with birds they have like a vagina that they also lay eggs out of. My brain couldn't think of the term "lay okay. eggs," and it kept wanting to say "the egg out of." <laughs> okay, first of all, I clearly don't know nearly as much about bird vaginas as you do. They have like a butt vagina. It's like they poop, well, yeah, yeah. they yeah, <laughs> vagina and the vagina. They <laughs> 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 it's a really scientifically and the, accurate. The vagina, and the egg. <laughs> Honestly, <sorry. laughs> that's gonna be our next T-shirt poop vagina Vagina. egg (laughs) that's it oh god just like a basic like basic font with like no serifs on it just pink lettering on a black (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt i like it um so the opposite of a mating ball of dudes (laughs) is the whiptail lizard a strong independent lizard who don't need no man (laughs) literally uh whiptail lizards are all female yeah you go they reproduce by cloning themselves but, in order to stimulate egg production in these lizards, they have to pseudo copulate, Which, as far as I could tell, is a rough translation for dry humping. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, one female mounts the other and humps away, and then they trade, and then they each lay eggs with their own DNA only. They simulate as though they were having sex with another... with a... Same species, but different gender. Right. It's just like, get to get, get it going. You see, one lizard puts on a strap-on. <laughs> and then they switch. Yeah. Life uh, finds a way. Sometimes they both put on strap-ons and they have sword fights. <laughs> you can get mechanical ones. You can get ones that you can fill up. Are we talking about lizards anymore, Alex? Do you want to be talking about lizards anymore? No, I want to be talking about clownfish. <laughs> the clownfish size matters. <laughs> I know uh, one sex fact about clownfish and it ruined finding Nemo for me. Oh, uh, yes., yeah. would you like <laughs> to do so for our listeners because I'm, I'm headed that direction. Yeah, yeah, because if uh, in that case, to uh, continue the species, the male clownfish can actually become a female. And in this case, if Marvin really wanted to save his species and Nemo was a boy, he would have become the mama and would have fucked Nemo. Very true. And it would have been fucking Nemo. And that would be a different movie. <laughs> I think I saw that once. <laughs> I think it was on Pornhub. Yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah. The uh, the largest clownfish is a female and will breed with the second largest, a male. And if the largest dies, then the second largest becomes female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, the term for this is sequentially hermaphroditic meaning that an organism is able to change sex at some point in its life, producing eggs and sperm each at different times in life. So if the transition is male to female, it's known as protandry, and if it's female to male, it's protogyny. which makes sense, because andry and gyn are different you know, roots for male and female. It's also possible for an organism to move from either sex to being hermaphroditic so they can move from one to being both. They have choices. Yeah, uh, clownfish are protandric, so they change from male to female if they're triggered to do so. Uh, This article I read by Lisa Winter called 12 of the Most Bizarre Mating Rituals in Nature applied this to the movie Finding Nemo and I didn't think about it until somebody pointed it out to me but once I did, I was like, oh, well, all right. (laughs) Science has ruined this film for me. Yes, Um, and along the lines of hermaphroditism, snail. I do not know that about snails, but tell me more. A lot of snails are hermaphroditic, meaning they have both male and female sexual organs. Hmm. And I want to pause here because I know I'm using the word hermaphroditic a lot. And I want to draw a difference between animals and humans. If a human is born with both male and female genitalia, the term hermaphrodite is considered to be a stigmatizing term. It's not something that people in that condition are, like, prefer to use or be referred to. Uh, people born with both sets of genitals or with unclear genital- genitalia prefer to be called intersex. Uh, they're also calling for doctors to not make a choice for any babies born with multiple or unclear genitals. Uh, when they're born because doctors guess wrong a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and that child might grow to identify with what choice they weren't given so it's just kind of our scientific thinking around this and our practice is Mm -hmm. ever evolving and I wanted to just kind like be very clear about that and like that's not a word that we use like about people (laughs) yeah yeah Um, we're just talking about the biology in nature exactly so i'm using hermaphrodite in the scientific animal related way and not in regard to people or attempting to reduce them to their genitalia in any way Mm -hmm. Um, i'm not trying no need to hurt or marginalize anyone so getting that message out all right snails (laughs) <laughs> have you seen uh african giant snails they're like the size of like rabbits yeah yeah uh, yeah every it's time creepy. i every time i look at one i feel like i should be creeped out by them more than i am but then like i'll see like a video of someone holding one and i'm just like oh so slimy, <laughs> <It's> so <cute." laughs> Yeah, i've grown to like snakes more because i have a facebook friend who like has snakes and like they're always snuggly and like in blankets and they're just mm-hmm. like they've been presented in such non-threatening context over and over for me like snails and um, butterflies give me the, a similar like uh, the texture the idea of coming into contact with the texture that's of the fair, thing makes me want to crawl out of my own skin it's um i was forced to uh i was exposed to asmr recently which i don't i don't mm-hmm. listen to voluntarily mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in a context where someone was like what's that and someone else was like i'll put on a bunch of videos and i was like Oh, I feel like my bones are crumbling to dust inside my body. So this person forces me to listen to their dog's mouth sounds. Um, but I digress. <laughs> That's, yeah, so I, I can see how snails would be cute, but it's like, it's something about it, like, so viscerally left to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I, got, growing up in Nevada, we uh, actually used to have uh, one of the families, uh, the Armijo family, the dead, I believe, studied reptiles. And so every year, like, around the time uh, our class got to about, like, the fourth grade or so, he would come into the school and he would bring in, like, different lizards, different snakes, and he would teach you about them. Because everyone number one growing up in Nevada. That's out in nature all the time. We would have, like, signs telling us, like, uh, how many rattles until you're really fucked in nature, etc., <laughs> etc. Et but the biggest thing that he taught us that always stuck with me is that kids aren't typically afraid of snakes. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned mm. fear. That's and... interesting. I-, I remember like garter snakes when I was a kid, like little green garter snakes, and being like, ah! "Yeah, yeah." I mean, like if you hear like a rattle in the bush, even if you didn't know what a rattlesnake was, that's a sound enough to be like, "Okay, there's something in this area that's warning." Yeah. You. And so that was one thing that like really stuck with me. And he was really good at exposing kids to those reptiles and those uh, creatures, but also teaching you about them what to be afraid of what not to be afraid of how to handle them and how to coexist with them and that's, i always thought that was really cool that seems like a really useful service uh for people living in the desert too because you're inevitably going to come into some kind of contact with creatures yeah yeah that was actually just just a good family you know uh bobby and their son were my younger brother bobby was uh, close with their son for a long time that's cool to like educate um, you guys about. yeah it. um and the daughter was actually in school with me for a long time and she was probably one of the sweetest people i've ever met in my life So I hope they're all doing well. Yeah, that's great. So I'm going to get into snail junk. (laughs) (laughs) Get all up in it. No, but really not like physically uh, for like many reasons, but one of them being discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So snails are largely hermaphroditic. So that means they have both male and female sex organs. In snails, the male organ made of calcium is known as a love dart. They call their boners love darts. They're bone-ers. Not not a boner. Uh, It's hard. Super sharp, made of calcium. It's used to pierce the other snail to transfer fertility-boosting hormones. So it's like stabby with my dick. Yeah, it's like an extra shot of hormones to increase their chance of bearing... Offspring. It's not what's used for insemination. It's like a shot of hormones in the ass when you're like on hormone therapy. Uh, It's like fertility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fertility drug, like fertility shot. So usually snails mating with each other will both pierce each other with their love darts to get the other one to like be more ready to produce offspring. But those darts can do actual damage to the receiving snail, especially, like, depending on where they're stabbed. Okay, you're stabbing another animal. <laughs> so it can shorten the receiver's lifespan and prevent them from mating with another snail or, like, doing anything at any point. The love dart is not the snail phallus. Uh, when copulation happens, both snails can transfer sperm to each other or just one can. So depending on whatever the context hmm. is. Then their eggs are fertilized and laid. Yeah. So, like, it's just, like, this extra... Thing I looked at video for it, and again you could find it. Um, i I have threshold and watching snails potentially mortally wound each other, though I find them gross. I also find them pretty sad. Yeah, uh, love dark, baby, love dark. The sex and the violets when they put it together, I like it. <laughs> uh, it's a thirty rock quote. It's not just me talking off the cuff. Everyone, <laughs> um, the next one that I do have a video for. That has an equally, if not more so, mating style is anglerfish. Yay! <laughs> and do you know about this one? No, all well, it is that they're the monsters of the ocean. They are, and they're the beautiful monsters. Do you know how big they are? No. They're fucking huge! Like you think, like an angler maybe no bigger than your computer screen, right? Yeah. It's like it's two Christies at least. Good grief. I didn't know they could be that big. Yeah, Chrissy's our cat. My cat (laughs) who's sitting here kind of wheezing during this whole episode. If you hear a loud wheeze, it's probably Chrissy. So scientists discovered the mating style of the anglerfish after realizing that they'd only ever seen the female of the species. Tell me more. So all of those pictures of the giant, ugly anglerfish, those are all females. Oh, so this is the pretty ones. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Those are the beautiful, (laughs) ugly ones. Scientists started finding anglerfish, with smaller fish attached to them, and they assume that maybe they were their offspring. They're like, what is this? But nope. Those are the dudes? Those are the dudes. (laughs) They, okay, so this is, this is nuts. This is the what. this is the fact I've been the most excited to share, I think, in this episode. (laughs) Male anglerfish, this is like the reason for the episode, because all of these are weird, but once I found this, I was like, oh no, people need to know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we must share with the world I have to <laughs> So male anglerfish are drawn to females Through pheromones like always And also through the sight of their lures So that's not only just for prey That's also to like okay. attract mates A male will then bite the female's belly And latch on until their bodies Fuse together <gasps> What? Their skin and blood vessels join And the male can now absorb nutrients from prey That the female catches What? It gets worse since all his needs are met, the male anglerfish has a lot of useless organs now, like eyes and fins and internal stuff. So all that atrophies away as it turns into nutrients for the female, and he's basically now just a lump who takes nutrients and supplies sperm. Oh my god. Oh, what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's her fuck lump. Yeah, it's her, it's her fuck lump. <laughs> I'm just going to dissolve your eyeballs to like feed myself and take all these things and you're just going to exist entirely to supply my eggs with sperm. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty mad power move. (laughs) You're my fuck no. So I've got a uh, quote (laughs) from, uh, I read a Mental Floss article called The Horrors of Anglerfish Mating and (laughs) it included a quote from naturalist William Beebe, B-E-E-B-E, from 1938. Quote. But to be driven by impelling odour, headlong upon a mate so gigantic in such immense and forbidding darkness, and willfully eat a hole in her soft side, to feel the gradually increasing transfusion of her blood through one's veins, to lose everything that marked one as other than a worm, to become a brainless, senseless thing that was a fish? This is sheer fiction. Beyond all belief, unless we have seen the proof of it. So we're gonna watch them proof. Oh my god. <laughs> I heard you try not to die throughout that. I really thought it I really did. What a fabulous <laughs> quote from William Bean. We really tried to get into the head of the angler fish. <laughs> that was what's To become a mindless thing. <laughs> it does sound like a 1930s like horror movie <laughs> alright <laughs> <laughs> okay I want to see this I'm glad you enjoyed it my, my stomach hurts for laughing like my abs are like <laughs> we're already in pain let's make it worth it Right. I'm just toning our cores it's really <laughs> you know I did need to strengthen my core for my back pain oh, we all do I don't want to watch ta- taco times full story it's fan fan sea devil pretty well, that cool Makes sense. sea devil sea devil so majestic. <laughs> I'm little for thing? <laughs> <lunch. laughs> it's like, I don't get up in it. That's it. That's life. The last bite you'll ever take. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's parasitic mating as a style. Oh my god. Jesus. Alright, I'm gonna put in, uh, have you seen um, the original Total Recall? I don't think so. Okay, um I'm gonna put so, like, in a picture from Total Recall in our gallery. Oh please do. our listeners will know what it is. If you don't know what it is, you'll learn. Yeah, and then it goes into like how they made the discovery and all that. but like yeah, uh, I thought that was just the weirdest shit I had ever heard of parasitic mating Hi. style. I've heard of species so I know like there are certain uh, insects that will like stab each other kind of like the snail <laughs> and do that kind of fucking. um fusing. Doing the fusion dance, like in Dragon uh, Ball Z. That's different. Uh, see, I know, um, I guess, the Steven Universe version of that, which is, uh, I'm sure, based on the Dragon Ball Z. Well, <laughs> see, there are two different ways to fuse into Dragon Ball Z. You can either do it by fusion dance, or you can do it by earring. Ah, See, fusion dance is um, like a metaphor for, I think, sex, but not exactly sex in the Steven Universe. It gets kind of hazy. I really think that uh, fusion dance is what we should just start calling sex from now on. Fusion dance. Fusion dance. (laughs) But you also have to say, fusion, ha! Like they do in Dragon Ball Z. Maybe I'll put that video (laughs) on the side. Um, Everyone can watch Goten and Trunks do it. So I'm going to get into an animal that we are all familiar with. Not dolphins. Another rapist animal that starts with D. Just tell me. Ducks. Fuck a duck. And if you don't, duck might fuck you anyway. <laughs> so I don't know where I started hearing it, but I know I've heard it a lot. And I also like had a park near my house that had a, a duck pond. So I was around ducks a lot. And I have observed this and was disturbed <laughs> by it. Ducks mate a lot of the time through rape. And I remember thinking... But, yeah, like, don't a lot of animals, like, have sort of, like, rough sex, So Like, how do you know? That's what they called animal sex. Right. I was like, isn't that, like, animalistic? Like, how do you know an animal isn't into it? Or, mm-hmm. like, they can't be like, no, or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's not that. What is consent in nature? Yeah, and so, um, kind of makes a fellow wonder. <laughs> uh, but it turns out there's usually some sort of signal from animal to animal to communicate that they're ready to mate. There's like the giraffe pee, there's chemical signals in a lot of animals, mm-hmm. there are behavioral signals in a lot of animals, like the bird like coming up to them and then leaving them alone. Like, yeah, and you're even like saying with the seahorses at some point during the dance, she may do something that's like, okay, I'm ready. And it's let's, like, let's get down, let's get down of business. So yeah, in, in the animal world, there is actually some kind of communication usually mm-hmm. about how ready one is to mate. So yeah. that's. Not a thing that's... Like, it actually exists. Consent, to a certain extent, exists in the animal world. I thought that was interesting and not a thing that I had been able to wrap my mind around. I think ducks need a Me Too movement, but go on. Right? um so yeah i thought that was great to know um that this consent is a thing for animals and i think it also really sucks for ducks because a lot of other birds get like these elaborate rituals yeah like these dances and like clearing off a space for you m'lady and like all of this stuff it needs to be clean it needs to be precise yeah so um ducks do sometimes pair off and mate consensually that's not a thing that doesn't happen like Mm -hmm. that that still happens but stray male ducks have a big habit of attacking female ducks. Mm. So I've got a quote from Yale ornithology professor Richard O. Prum, P-R-U-M, and it's pretty clear to me that ducks do rape. Uh, Ducks apparently participate in socially organized, quote, gang rapes that are violent, ugly, dangerous, and even deadly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, unquote. And according to the New York Post, these gang rapes uh, even sometimes end in the death of the female I'm thinking like, if you want to impregnate a female and then have them pass on your offspring, you need them to live long enough to do so. Yeah. So I, they, something's gone wrong here in this yeah, whole process. And yeah, also with like human rape and, you know, trigger warnings, obviously. Yeah. But with uh, human rape, it's the rapist isn't thinking... Oh, I really want to get this girl pregnant so I can have 50 babies. Right. They're just That's thinking, the yeah, it's usually f- more for power and Domination. obviously, yeah, and some sort of chemical addiction in the brain to something that they need to have released that they do through that act of violence. So I wonder if, like, there's something going on with the ducks where, like, you were talking about like how some species they mate entirely to procreate, but then there are some species that mate just because fucking's fun. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what's happened with ducks is they can also just have sex just for the pleasure of having sex. Yeah. But problem is it's only measurable on one side. Yeah. Yeah. In that case. Um, yeah. So I-, I thought this one was just a relatively nuanced one to try and like wrap our yeah. minds around. Um, I found an article on the University of Melbourne blog titled The Twisted Sex Lives of Ducks, which states that about 40% of duck sex is forced but that only one in four matings are successful, due in part to the complex nature of both male and female duck genitalia, which has been described as an arm's race. Uh, well, isn't, uh, aren't uh, female services like, corkscrew-like? Uh, bo- so both the, um, the female genitalia and the male genitalia are corkscrew, but they are corkscrew in opposite direction. Uh, so the male ducks have long corkscrew explosive penises, we definitely have a video of that, that will sometimes have barbs, So, like, I know dogs have barbs. Uh, They can be up to 40 centimeters long, which is about 16 inches. Oh, my God. And according to the University of Melbourne blog, quote, After a male duck mounts the female, the erect duck penis explodes into the female reproductive tract, spiraling out like a missile. This all occurs in less than half a second, during which the penis can reach velocities of up to 1.6 meters per second. We're gonna watch a video of that linked on our site, slowed down ten times. So this video has been slowed down ten times, and then we've got more duck stuff to come back to after the video. If only you guys could see the look on my face right now. <laughs> yeah, Alex is disturbed. You're rightfully disturbed by this. <laughs> I, am, I am not comfortable. I, I like think I need an adult. The scientist whose job it is to hold a like ruler up to a duck dick. <laughs> <laughs> we just get in there and measure that duck dick. Oh what? <laughs> it's disturbing. And that's been Slowed down. That's 10, ten times t- slowed Oh! Down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this lady keeps wanting to ask if the penis size or shape matters every time I watch this duct dick video. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the last of her. That's the last of the videos I have, anyway. <laughs> Alex is horrified. My warning is proceed with caution. <laughs> she's, got, she's got her hand on the side of her face. <laughs> she's I was not ready. I thought I was ready. I was not ready. <laughs> turn this red in a while either it's really hard to shake me well done yeah you're welcome uh <laughs> definitely proceed with caution it's a short video but it has a big impact <laughs> right so on both you and the duck le- like the male duck let's try to get into the female duck's genitalia <laughs> she has ever-evolving genitalia i described it as an arms race earlier mm-hmm. so i i don't know which is clockwise and which is counterclockwise in regards to these ducks but one is one way uh i think i might actually have an ear um so, she has ever-evolving genitalia designed to be a maze with a lot of dead ends. Mm. A female duck actually has to relax internal muscles to allow herself to be fully penetrated and to make fertilization more likely. Oh, oh, you mean like humans? So, it's like a deterrent to, like, being impregnated by force. Okay. Well, what humans, like, we can't prevent being pregnant from rape. Though. We can't. It would be awesome if we could, but what I'm saying is that in... Consensual sex. You relax. Exactly. And it's more pleasurable for us, at least, hopefully, yeah. everyone, and more likely to get the job done. Yeah. For sure. I agree with that. I just, I, I have a PSA following this immediately about yeah. what you're, <laughs> how this could be misinterpreted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a male duck is actually way more likely to be able to successfully mate with a female if he's not forcing her into it because. Mm-hmm it's not good for them so they Mm -hmm. keep evolving to be able to like shut that whole thing down which Mm -hmm. brings me to this just to be clear human females not able to present herself prevent herself from being conceived if she's raped the human female body does not have a way of shutting that whole thing down so representative todd aiken i was going to say who was it who thought we could oh i made sure to research it because i knew we were going to get into it fuck him <clears throat> representative todd aiken was misinformed at best and willfully misleading at worst i like how you uh, are giving him the benefit of the doubt and you're using very delicate words here giving us a spectrum and when he responded to a question about women becoming pregnant from rape with quote from what i understand from doctors that's really rare if it's a legitimate rape the female body has ways to try to shut that down end quote I forgot he used the term legitimate. Mm -hmm. So that's problematic in and of Uh. itself because all rape is obviously legitimate rape and it's usually somebody that you know and I'm not going to go on. Uh. So that's very clearly problematic. I wanted to reference a study contradicting what he says by the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the Medical University of South Carolina. This study found that approximately 32,000 pregnancies in the U.S. every year are the result of rape. So women do get pregnant from rape. It's not a thing we can prevent. Quit raping us. Moving on to something more fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I put in a quick disclaimer? Please. Uh, if you or someone you know has been a victim of sexual violence, um, I highly recommend looking up information through the RAINN network. That's R-A-I-N-N. Uh, you can find them online. They have 800 numbers. Uh, they are there uh, for anything you need. They can also supply you with support groups and... Services in your area to help you get the help that you need, or that your person that you know needs, for sure. All right, moving on to something more fun for everyone. Yay! No more d- creepy duck dicks. There's been some pretty grisly discussion and video in this episode. Oh my God. So to let us end on a lighter note, I don't have nightmares about that duck dick. You're welcome. I'm sorry. Let's talk. You're about not sorry. I'm not. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the animals that we know have sex for reasons other than reproduction. According to the article, Animals Besides Humans That Mate for Pleasure by Angela Leibel, L-I-B-A-L, quote, both sexes of many primates, including virtually all of the monkeys, seek out males and females for sexual encounters, have sex when they could not possibly reproduce, such as during pregnancy, and tend to resort to it to ease high-tension social situations. You know it, so do I. These tendencies show that sex serves more than just a reproductive purpose, end quote. Yeah. The list of animals that have been observed having oral sex include, but is not limited to. My dogs. <laughs> First off, Alex's dogs have been observed by both of us. <laughs> yes. Go on. Dog's good dog. Uh, all right. The, the list of animals observed having oral sex includes <laughs> Alex's dogs, bears, rats, fruit bats, horses. Really? Goats. Dolphins, most primates, cheetahs, lions, oh, she- hyenas, sheep, and cattle. Interesting. A lot of animals each other Everyone likes home. to have their genitals licked. I mean, I'm just saying. Turns out that's a completely natural behavior, <laughs> as is, turns out, homosexual and bisexual behavior. Right? Yes, a natural. <laughs> <laughs> You're a natural woman. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning she behaves naturally for any person. Yes, yes, yes. Not to make any statements about sex sex or cisgender or any of that. You're a natural woman in all the ways. The list of animals who have been observed masturbating includes both sexes of almost all primates, birds, rodents, and livestock species. My dogs. (laughs) As well as deer orcas, and dolphins. Most animal species captive in zoos are also capable of being trained to masturbate into a receptacle so their fluids can be collected. Like <laughs> most species in zoos. Think about all the animals in zoos. Yeah. Yeah. Been, like, going like to the like gorilla cage and be like, hey, I need like shaking a cup in front of them. Hey, I all right, need all right, another all right. one. They're like, You got the magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Big eight titties got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I got, got that Discovery Channel DVD? You know what I like. Uh, so finally, let's talk about bonobos. I think, I think that might be the British pronunciation, but I can't find any American saying bonobo or bonobo. <laughs> bonobo. <laughs> so I'm going with bonobo because that's how I've heard it. The entire societal structure of bonobo apes revolves around sex and not just heterosex. Instead of fighting or using aggression to solve disputes or establish so- social order, bonobos use sex. All right. They use it to greet each other. That's a good way to start it off. I know. To resolve conflicts. Uh, to it out. And sometimes to exchange for food. They tongue kiss. They have makeup sex after the conflict is resolved. Nice. And they both orally and manually stimulate one another and sometimes even fence with their penises. <laughs> <laughs> that is sort <laughs> right. I know you referenced that earlier and I was like, oh, you're going to be so excited when we get to it. <laughs> There's a uh, quote that I want to end on from the 1996 book, Demonic Males, Apes and the Origins of Human Violence, by Richard <laughs> Rangham and Dale Peterson. I'm really concerned where this is going, but continue. Quote, chimpanzees and bonobos both evolved from the same ancestor that gave rise to humans. And yet the bonobo is one of the most peaceful unaggressive species of mammals living on the earth today because they know it comes down to sexual tension they've evolved ways to reduce violence that permeate their entire society they show us that the uh, evolutionary dance of violence is not inexorable unlike chimpanzees who are just assholes and then whip rip off women's faces in their hands but it's like hey we all share a common ancestor so yeah maybe maybe there's a chance there's a chance yeah, so that's that's animal mating. I think, I think that's actually kind of a beautiful way to think about it. Thanks. <laughs> and we can solve all of society's problems. through. Oh my god, this means Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother was right. Oh man, that's going to be something to grapple with. Oh. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Um, I fucking love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's appropriate. Yeah, uh, I wish that we still had some of that dick and sperm confetti left over from the patch thread party. Oh my gosh, yeah, I know we got penis whistles. We got a text message from one of the girls who was like, I just found a bunch of confetti at the bottom of my purse. My favorite was one of the girls who texted us and was like, so my dog just threw up some penis whistle. (laughs) (laughs) that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we have some great friends. Speaking of mating rituals, (laughs) we're all gathering around to support our friend getting married to fuck for the rest of their (laughs) lives. One dick. You got one dick from now on. Enjoy it, Kendall. Congratulations. Congratulations, Kendall. Yes, is Kendall getting married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't have everything else All, All right. right. Well, I like this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Explosion. As always, thank you for listening, and if you like what you heard today, please leave us a positive review and a five-star rating, and tell your friends. All of that helps people know who we are so that we can bring you more of what you love. If you'd like more information on a specific episode, visit our website, crackpotcocktailhour.com, and click on the episode's link. If you'd like to know when new episodes are coming out and see the cocktail recipes in advance, subscribe to us in your podcast app and follow us on social media. We are Crackpot Cocktail Hour on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, and we're at Crackpot Hour on Twitter. If you've got feedback for an episode or would like to suggest an episode topic, feel free to email us. We're CrackpotCocktailHour at gmail.com. Until next time, Crackpots! Crack Crack it like it's it's hot. hot!